You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. back to another episode of Habs Nightly, folks. Uh, it's probably a little short one. Sorry about uh, just the single episode last week. Uh, my wife got COVID and uh, I have transitioned into a new job. So things were tough on my end. Uh, so I apologize for that. But uh, without further ado, Mason, how are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, good, good. Just got back from the... Uh, uh, Riverview, so we're my clinical. So I was gonna say I don't know what that is. Great clarifying. Um, word, 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 word. Uh, school semester's got to be wrapping up pretty soon too. It's fucking about to be April. Yeah, uh, in the home stretch here, so time is definitely limited. I have my uh, OSCEs soon, which are my nursing exams. Hmm. I thought that was just like the hip way to say the Oscars. No, it's like I have like, uh, like they're like clinical exams. So I have to like actually do. Is it like where they put like a patient and it's like more or less like this person has these symptoms? What is it? I go into a with, I deal with a real resident. I deal with actual issues that they have. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, I worked my final event for Southern Eagle. Um, I worked a professional bull riding uh, league weekend, um, which was interesting. I don't know if y'all have uh, professional bull riding in Canada. Do we do? Canada is like the haven of professional bull riding. Oh, West. Okay. Well, there was a, there was a Canadian kid on the circuit. Canada, I believe Canada has its own own circuit. I think. Let me see. Oh yeah. Well, I worked uh, PBR, not the beer. Apparently, um, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, the arena smells like shit. I'm sort. I'm sure it's gonna smell like that for fucking weeks. Um, but it ain't my fucking problem no more. So that's awesome. Yeah, uh, Canada does. Yeah, PBR, PBR Canada. Yeah, they got a they got a kid out of Calgary doing the circuit. Calgary right is the haven, here. bro. Calgary is the haven. Alberta, Hell yeah, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. That's where it's at. All those fucking Western Cowboys. That's fucking sick, dude. I mean, to an extent, I was really hoping to see someone get gored, but. Have you never heard of the Calgary Stampede? I know about the Calgary Stampede. Honestly, it's pretty recent to me. I've learned about it in the past, like, five, six years, I think. Uh, 
but yeah very cool um i felt bad for the animals uh but one dude did get stepped on and i thought that was awesome so there's that <laughs> yeah i've never personally like i don't think i'm gonna pay money like... to be like dude can't wait to watch this i think it's pretty cool i honestly like growing up like around like farm farmers like mm -hmm. i don't feel the sympathy for the animals that other people do sure to be honest like those trust me those bulls are living lavish <laughs> they're, they're getting the finest feed like they're they're worth a lot of money they treat them pretty well Heard that. um but yeah no I, I do think it's pretty interesting like not something i would it's something i want to attend for sure like the calgary stampede is something that sure i'd go to the calgary stampede but i don't lifetime. think i'd pay to go just to the pbr at the arena yeah. you know like hey it's a one and done i didn't pay i made money doing it you know so there's that it was cool uh just not my cup of tea in that type of setting now like you said though like i'd go to calgary stampede but just your everyday run of the mill, like, you know, stop 25 of 30 in the U.S. circuit. I think I'm all right. Um, anyway, uh, three games since the last time we talked, Mason. Um, we had an astounding winner uh, from a come from behind win, if I'm not mistaken, against Pittsburgh. Uh, the insane Panthers game on Thursday night. Uh, and then the Saturday, pretty fun game against Tampa Bay. Not a lot. Yeah. Um, I watched the game against Colorado. That was the last game I watched. Okay. Uh, that was just heart-wrenching. <laughs> Why? Um, uh, Habs lost like five. What was it? It was eight to four. Eight to four, yeah. But, but they were down you... by like five when I, okay, when I when I turned it on, uh, got to see Lecky score two goals in his return. It was a shame he didn't get to stay in the game for the hat trick. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the tribute they send. Seeing him score that goal <laughs> on Saint Jean Baptiste Day to send us to the Cup final will mm -hmm. never get old ever. Um, one of my favorite modern day Habs, even though. I just I love Arturi Lekkinen. I think he'll always be appreciated. He he didn't even really get booed, which is just so rare. Um, obviously there were some boos. It's a term of endearment in the Bell setting. You know what? If they don't boo you, they didn't know you. Um, right. Sure. So yeah, I I just I I loved seeing him come back, and I'm happy to see the success that he's gotten in Colorado. No, absolutely. And it's like shit we had talked about the whole time that he was with us. It was like. You know, given the right opportunity when the team's flowing, he's going to make something of himself. Uh, another thing during that game, another uh, Dennis Gurionov goal, which was uh, on a power play. And if I'm not mistaken, another pretty shysty goal by this man. Shysty goal? Mm hmm By who? Uh, Gurionov. Oh, yeah. Just continuing to put up the goals, hey? Mm-hmm. Just um making me sound not so stupid on at least one player. <laughs> no, he's been good. Like he started off kind of slow, but he's been playing really well. Obviously, getting well, I um, think that he just just a 
how how much he fights you know like i think my favorite part about him is that he's if he's not the one starting the play he's definitely like if it if it doesn't look like it's going to stay in our possession and the guys start backtracking he's still staying in and trying to fight to the last second to see if we can grab something out of it like, I, don't, I don't know how to make that sound amazing but just his willingness not to give up on on a on a possible dead play is just awesome well and he like he just i don't know i think he just has he's he's one of those players that needs the minutes right and he needed the opportunity mm-hmm. and i think a fresh start similar to a jonathan Drouin, who i think desperately needs a fresh opportunity right he just that's all he needed and he seems to be rolling with it now Will he have those opportunities next year? I think next year, look, projecting the Habs, because that's all these final games are about, right, is tanking for Bedard, which, mm-hmm. by the way, we've been doing great in that regard. Thank, I think we're you. we're doing the best of anyone. It's, and by that, I mean, like, losing with the right, like, the right way. And it, it's hilarious. Well, I mean, say, losing, but... I, I would argue we haven't um, recently uh, against Florida and Colorado. To name a few examples, like getting blown like, like out like that is just terrible. But I mean, is it? I, I get what you're saying, but this is also a team that's known to like get blown out nine to one. You know, like low. Though that's what I'm season. That's what I'm saying. That's why, like, I feel like if anything, it's like yes, we're losing. We're doing what the fans want, but the team's not giving up. Like, tell me these games aren't fun to watch. Like, they're not like, okay, we're getting our asses stomped and we're, there's no offense. There's offense just about the entire game. You know, granted, the other team's fucking a lot more offense, but the Canadians are showing so much prowess and, like, show so much, like, uh, just what to look forward to in the future. It's, look, Mike Matheson, by God, is he on one right, right now. And so, and so is Josh Anderson's fucking heating up, too. Andrew Ann. It's just, it's becoming like a full circle. Like everyone who was like, ah, they just need, like you said, like just need a little bit of space, a little bit of time uh, is getting it. And it's just paying, paying off. Who, who was quoted? uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before talking about uh, Martin St. Louis and just how impressed they are that he's got, you know, I think maybe a full year in the NHL as a coach and he's this impactful to a team. We got the ticket, baby. It's going to take a little while, but fuck dude. Is this fun? Yeah. Like I think, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's a lot we can read into like the way the Habs are playing right now. If you know what I mean? Like even into, that's why I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to call to like, as much as I want to praise Guryanov a lot, this team is just, and it's what I was thinking too, it's so hard to project what this team is going to look like next season because there's basically an entire roster of guys, like an entire lineup that are injured. And uh-huh. we also don't know what veterans are going to return, what young guys are going to be giving opportunities, what like deals that are bound to happen in the off season. Look, this is Kent Hughes's, going to be his second summer i think this is going to be his biggest summer just because of that's what i'm saying yeah what we're seeing from from the what we thought were just depth guys uh 
I just think that he's got so much to play with now. Like is bef- like mid mid season. Well, well, Go what ahead. I'm trying to get at is that I think he's had enough time to feel out the roster, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Whereas, like, I think this season everyone's kind of frustrated. Like, why is this guy still here? Why is he here? Well, kind of, he just wants to know what they're worth. And things have gone sour, right, with injuries. Mm-hmm. This summer is going to be about healing and recovery and getting things done. And that in that role, especially given the uncertainty on who the Habs draft, you know, this draft is huge for the Habs. This is going to be massive. No matter where they draft, this is going to be very, very important. Um, that will impact a lot of the deals we see done because the Habs draft, if, you know, say the Habs draft um, a huge player at the, like in, at a certain position that exposes some of our younger guys who, you know, realistically you have to be, I don't want a guy who, could make play top six minutes when on another team, a top six prospect, when say there's a couple guys ahead of him, right? You deal him, you try to get another young player you do. So there's also those deals you have to open yourself up to and Kent Hughes will have to consider. So even young guys like Justin Barron, Jaden Struble, all these other guys who some, some of which we have to be signed, some of which, um, you know, we're just going to have to look for spots for them on the team. You may see younger guys start to get dealt too. And, traded for other young prospects. This isn't just going to be picks. Now we're also going to start trading for prospects mm-hmm. and kind of looking to fill in gaps on the team with younger guys. Right. right. I don't next season. I don't expect that you're going to see a lot of guys like Alex Belzeal being called up. You're going to lose your Michael Pozzettas. You're going to mm-hmm. lose your Joel Armeals, your Paul Byron's. It's going to start being, you're going to have a top six that looks like a top six for sure. That includes Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, Kirby Doc. Um, you know, if and let's let's say we don't drop top three and get a Fantilli, Bedard, Carlson. Um, there's gonna be a Gurionov there. Um, there's may or may there's gonna be a Josh Anderson or Pierre Luc Dubois, one or the other, right? Mm-hmm. And so you already have those slots filled. Now you have to kind of in those lower mid top six to mid middle six to bottom six roles, you're going to start getting those young guys on defense. You're going to, we already have the youth movement, but you're going to see Baron, Gooley, Harris, Jack guy, Kovacevic are all healthy. And you're going to have to decide, to decide what happens with mm-hmm. Matheson, who I think is guaranteed, right? Dude, this team uh, is I would be... not touch that dude. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. But what I'm saying is I think this team has the possibility of looking even younger next season. Yeah, I think we're going to see a full dry erase board like sweep. Absolutely. Like anything that we thought at the beginning of the season is is gone. <laughs> well, and now you Sean Farrell, look, once his season's done, he's probably going to sign. Right. I don't think there's any question about it. He's done everything he can. That's another guy who I would pencil in a top six position to. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be on the second line, second or third line. He's middle six, right? That's right. a position for him next season. Um, who else do you have? Emil Heineman's up. He's going to yeah, get opportunities, Heineman. right? Harvey Pennard looks like he's going to get opportunities. This is just cutting out spaces for the veterans. Like your guys like Mike Hoffman, uh, Jonathan Drouin, uh, Paul Byron, if he gets healthy, Joel, well, I mean, yeah. uh, they're gone. I think I really do think they're probably going to be gone or they're going to be, they're going to find a way to either sit them on IR, mm-hmm. deal them, not sign them, whatever needs to happen. You're going to see even 
in my prediction, my opinion, you're going to see even more of a youth movement next season. And uh, that's very exciting. No. Uh, so while you kind of talking a little prospects, uh, this is in the middle of it. But while it's fresh on my mind, Rhett Pitlick, you saw the goal the other night? I did see the goal, yeah. Good Lord. Is that kid fucking something? He is so, so special. Um, And sorry, I just looked at the time. Um, <laughs> Before we move on, I want to talk about that goal. Um, First, I think we have a message from our friends at DraftKings. Yes, we do. As a fumble fuck. All right. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You could throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I don't know, but if any of y'all bet on MMA this past weekend, I'm sure you made a shitload of money. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Y'all remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, Mason, where were we, bud? Oh, I just want, we're going to start talking about that Rhett Pitlick goal. Oh, Jesus, dude. Fucking, some nastiness for Minnesota State, if you haven't seen it. Uh, How about the guy five times? Just ridiculous. The closest thing to the, the fabled triple, triple deke almost. Uh, just toe drag, toe drag, toe drag. It's like the Mario Lemieux goal on Ray Bork. Yeah, yeah, dude. Spun that poor kid out. Just devastating. And then puts it in the back and... My cousin's like, when, when is this kid eligible? And I was like, we already got him. <laughs> we already got him locked up, buddy. Don't worry about that. You just you get him off your mind. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't no, believe I'm... it, though. Unreal. He plays for what? The Minnesota, is that the, the Beavers? Uh, No, it's the Minnesota. Something ignorant, huh? No, it's uh, fuck. Gophers, the Gophers, Gophers Golden Gophers. Yeah. yeah, see, pretty close, pretty close. Some ignorant ass, uh, hairy little creature. Uh, dude, fucking phenomenal goal though. Um, I don't, I don't know where they're at in the, in the March, the you know the college March Madness for hockey. Minnesota's really, 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 really good. Because like, I heard, I heard the top four. And I don't good. remember them being in it unfortunately well minnesota has the fourth fifth um i don't know i think matthew nice is top 15 their top line is matthew nice jimmy snuggerud logan cooley oh yeah like they're they're a very very solid team well fuck yeah dude um happy to have happy to have him uh, unfortunately i think he'll his brother will be pushed out uh, not before long, but more or less is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say for that. 
But a beautiful goal and another fun thing for Habs to keep in the back pocket as uh, a massive list of just deadly prospects we have on the way. Um, it's fun. It's funny to think that when we first started, we had, you know, we were just talking about once these guys start getting their chances and we're finally at that cusp where, you know, the guys that were of the yesteryears are all about to, you know, this is like the, the big exodus for them all. And we're about to see this, this new young fucking team come into effect. And, um, Fuck, if you're not ready, I don't know. Find another team because it's about to get fucking crazy. No, absolutely. I, I, I do want to say, though, I don't think that, like, I think Rem Petlick has another year on this team. I don't think they let that guy go yet. I don't think – I meant, like, by the time Rhett gets here, he might be, like, Laval or somewhere else. I don't know. I think Pitlick had a bad year for sure, but he's also a rookie last year. and mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he looked – look, right? it, that was – we were praising that fucking pick last year. I just, you know, like you said, though. points last year is nothing to be excused, right? Like, he no, was very solid. I, th- I think you you hit it. You hit it on the, you know, the nail on the head. Had a tough one this year, but really got his minutes when, you know, the team was just ass. But, I mean, look, he's showing promise right now. Uh, had a primary assist, I think, in the Colorado game. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, just kind of back to it, though, is is that it's just so fun. Like, even though we're losing, the team's offensive momentum's there. So even if we're, even if we're just begging for fucking losses for Connor Bedard, there's still fun games to watch. The Florida game, my God, one of the craziest games in the world. Uh, hilarious. So that Florida thinks that they're going somewhere uh, and letting us put up fucking five goals on them. Definitely a game. The win for us didn't happen, uh, but it looks like that Florida picks kind of just sitting in limbo around like the 15 spot anyway. So it is what it is. Florida's trying to make a push and it'll be for, for, for nothing, but uh, ran the tankathon earlier today. Uh, obviously you got to refresh it. As soon as you, you get it on, you don't go by the first one that's listed. Uh, I got Canadians first overall. Connor Bedard clicked it again to, do the the mock draft we got two so feeling lucky today Connor Bradar or Adam Fantilli I think we're fucking we're in a sweet spot the gods are with us yeah no I think uh I think the Habs chances are definitely looking better now especially if uh Florida can continue to you know, slide down the standings, stay out of mm-hmm. a playoff position. That would be, you know, just increase our chances of drafting in the top five. I think that's what's important. And well, uh, we play them one more time, March thirtieth. Uh yes. Um, so we have one more chance on us to at least get a W out. <laughs> but yeah, look, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I think I just think like it. You know, it's proving that what we've been preaching for a while. Look, don't worry about where the Habs are. Across the process. They've got a tough – we said this, the the last third of the season was the hardest, and mm-hmm. we've been proven right. Um, it's been really difficult. and But like, it's been great games, hockey. These, these games are not easy to watch. I won't lie to you. But knowing – like when the Habs lose, there is that certain satisfaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we lost, but we're one step closer to the golden child, the golden goose. 
Connor Bedard. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Generational. Uh, but yeah, so tonight when y'all listen, you got the Tampa Bay game again. Thursday, we got Bruins. Uh, Saturday, though, big loss for us. If we can get Columbus to get a win, uh, I think we're doing something right. <laughs> no, absolutely. Try to try to knock them up a little bit. Um, but yeah, we're balancing around five or six right now. But uh, yeah, dude, tough schedule. Tough schedule. It's still looking. I think after that, the end of like the, the last week of March is a little easy on us. Uh, actually, the last the last week of March and then the rest of the schedule is pretty easy. Other than uh, probably mm-hmm. the Leafs, the Islanders, who aren't that great. And uh, I would argue, one more showing I would, of Boston I would argue against that, to be honest. In what in what regard? Look at, like the last March is not. I would not say easy. Like Lightning, Bruins. Oh no no no! I meant like Avers. the last the last week of March. So not not next week, not the week we're on. But I'd about say like Sabers, Flyers, Panthers. Yeah, well, obviously I we're we, gonna lose. I still the think Sabres. We, we. I still think we only have a shot in one of those games. To be honest with you. Yeah, and that's the Flyers game. And then you you go to April, and it's just smooth. Carolina in the L's department for us. Yeah, Carolina, Red Wings, Capitals, Leafs, Islander. Islanders not very good, but Bruins to Bruins to end it. Um, you know maybe they'll sit some players, but I don't think it'll make much of a difference. No, I'm sure we'll still find a way to to put up goals. And still lose, like just as gracefully as you can. But look, man, I know you got to get up out of here. Um, sorry, this is gonna be a shorter episode, y'all. It's only because uh, life gets in the way. But we will be back um, again this week because I no longer have to work uh, like a slave. So there's that. Uh, anyway, uh, thank y'all so much for listening, Mason. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, no, I don't. Awesome. Thank you guys for understanding and bearing with us. Uh, but good things are afoot for Habs Nightly. Anyway, uh, thank you all so much. This has been Habs Nightly. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. Give us a follow on Twitter at Habs Nightly and myself at Fire Vendors. Good luck, Mason, on your schooling. But we will talk to you guys again later this week. Goodbye. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from.